Eventually, the connection was strong enough to control Ed's actions. With the last connection, I completely took over his body. It disconnected his soul from his body. One body, one soul. My soul, although no longer visible, was the only soul that could occupy his body. A collector took his abandoned soul back to Zhao, Glick said. Penny was in tears after listening to Glick's story. That is so sad, to be lost and abandoned all that time. No wonder you want to get home so much. I'll do anything to help you get home. You just tell me what I need to do. I do not desire to go home. I will go home because it is the logical thing to do, Glick said. Of course, you desire to go home. Desire must be what motivates you, Penny said. No, all I am is thought, using a body as a vessel. I desire nothing. I feel nothing. Is that why you are so cold? Penny asked. It is not my intention to be cold. I am cold because I lack the emotion to be otherwise. I am thought, Glick said. Glick searched the tome for the spell he wanted. Penny sat and watched him. Penny still felt strange to see Ed acting so unusual. She had been spending so much time with him that she was beginning to think of this person more as Glick and not Ed, and that made her miss Ed even more. Max wandered around Ed's apartment, examining every little knick-knack, gadget, or possession, from the chewed pencil next to the phone to the partially melted spatula in the kitchen drawer. "'Do you mind? We're all strangers in this apartment. It doesn't feel right that you are messing with Ed's things,' Penny said to Max. "'Technically, according to his story, Glick was here first, Max said, and continued to rummage and snoop. Penny looked at the old tome as Glick flipped through the pages. She asked, "'What are you looking for in there, anyway?' "'I am no longer looking. I have found,' Glick said." Okay, what did you find? Penny said. A way to open the door to Jow, Glick said. Great, how? Max asked, sniffing a jar of olives from Ed's fridge. Similar to the portal to the Zephyrus, Glick said. He grabbed the permanent marker, walked to the closet door, and pulled off the cap. Wait, Penny said. Glick stopped, turned, and stared at Penny. Before you go graffitiing more of Ed's apartment, can't we reuse that door? She said, pointing to the freestanding door in the middle of the apartment's living room. We are borrowing the book. We will need that door to return the book to the Zephyrus, Glick said. He turned and began writing on the closet doorframe before Penny could protest further. With the book in one hand and the marker in the other, he wrote and wrote. The symbols were similar to the ones in both the book and the other doorway, but there were at least eight times as many. After writing the last of the symbols, they began to glow purple as if lit by black light from within. Glick closed the book, set it on the kitchen table, and returned to the closet door. Penny held her breath. What was on the other side? She'd already seen an improbable floating city. What would the afterlife look like? Supposedly, Max came from there. Was it another world? Was it like a parallel universe? Glick opened the door, 
Instead of the closet with Ed's jackets, shoes, vacuum cleaner, umbrella, and other belongings, there was blackness. Was nothingness what the other side looked like? Glick pressed a hand against the black barrier that looked as if it were made of rubber. A voice resonated out of the barrier. It said, All personal barriers to and from Omnicore must be cleared by management. All Omnicore employees must consult their local transportal representative for proper forms and schedules for all multiplane travel. Thank you, and a peaceful existence to you. Glick stood and looked confused. He pressed his hand harder into the flexible black barrier. Again, the voice...